thanks for coming out to Ox Return. We have uh, the Pretty Flowers in studio to play a couple tunes and and talk about the single that they released last month, uh, the Long Con, and uh, plans for the future. But I think uh, we're going to jump right into a tune before we get to all that. Sure. Uh, what are we playing first? Uh, we're going to play um, another one of the singles that we uh, released last month called um, Another Way to Lose. Awesome. We're going to play that one. Great. This is uh, The Pretty Flowers on Ox Return. Uh, the Pretty Flowers on Ox Return with uh, Another Way to Lose. Thank you guys so much for coming out uh, with all that's going on in the world. It feels really good to like kind of get back to what we used to do. 
Yeah. Yeah. yeah this is a really awesome. Uh, we're very thankful that you invited us out and got us back practicing and um, had something to practice for. This is this is <laughs> yeah. really really cool. Yeah, and this is this is the first time that we have done live video, which is super. It's crazy for us. There's a whole lot more to set up than two audio engineers probably should. Um, and so if anything goes dark, it's Matt's fault. Just kidding. Matt, you're doing great. I am. You can't hear what I'm doing. <laughs> yeah, that's the benefit, I guess, of, uh, of video. Like, well, you can't see what we're doing either, so we could fuck up gigantically and... You know, you so wouldn't see us either. It, that's the that's the video. That's the one. There's one video, and that's camera, uh, and that's it. We have so there's a there's, there's a, a camera oh. in the drum room. I see. Well, as long as we're breaking the fourth wall, I'm gonna yeah. move that real quick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, camera in the drum room. Camera in the control room. Here, two cameras on you guys out there. Cool. Um, and, and there's that one. I didn't even notice that before. You didn't want to put that. a camera at the end on the and neck of my guitar to get like that '80s metal <laughs> thing. You know, we thought about it, and. Uh, thought against it i mean <laughs> considering the uh the warren zevon covers and all that that'd be that'd be uh-huh. along the right line right <laughs> True. Sure. are they all fisheye lens because that'd be kind of cool they are actually cool so it's like a beastie boys video yeah <laughs> correct <laughs> um so can you guys uh talk a little bit about um the recording of these last two singles and uh how where you guys did it did you guys do it with someone or you guys yeah. did it on your own uh, so this one uh, was a little different than um, uh, how we have recorded previously. Uh, previously, uh, we the first album was done with Jake Gideon, our guitar player. He is an engineer, and he recorded ninety uh, percent of the of of the album uh, and mixed a hundred percent of it. No, no, Dan Long. Oh, Dan Long. That's right. I'm sorry. Sorry, Dan. Uh, yeah, uh, he mixed uh, a I, lot. A I, lot of it. I was too slow. <laughs> I had too, too much other stuff going on. Are you Are you an engi- engineer by trade? Yeah. Nice. Where Where do you work out of? Uh, at this point, my house. <laughs> nice. That's uh, a That's a good situation to be in. Yeah. What about before the world turned upside down? I've been working from home for a long time. I started out at a studio in Burbank called Mad Dog Studios a long, <laughs> long, long time ago. How long ago? That was 2003. So are you just primarily mixing out of the house? Pretty much. I, I do track. I figured out ways to do it. Yeah. Um, I the before well, for the Pretty Flowers album, I was I had an actual like basement studio in Pasadena, but I had to move out of that house. Mm. So now it's more makeshift. <laughs> but we did that, and then uh, we. Uh, f- one for for the first album and then we won or we were chosen to record a day at um fortress studio downtown la i'm not not familiar for uh uh, converse rubber tracks they is that still going on i don't know if it's still going on but it was a really great thing and in the middle of recording our first album I think right when Sam joined, I believe, we got like, uh, we had filled out an application to get studio time somewhere in LA. And uh, I I feel like it was like within like a week or two, we had a a date that we could go and record a full day at uh, Fortress. And it was, I mean, it was a really expensive studio. I think it was, it was was very fancy and a huge room. Um, And I think it was mostly used by a lot of emo bands or 
like in LA? 2000s emo okay. bands and or it was started by someone who was in some really successful emo band that I it definitely felt like a studio with somebody who had a lot of money to burn yes uh, they typically <laughs> are most most uh, yeah. studios but uh, the the engineer we got was great and uh, it was a really fun studio and we were there for was it just one day yeah. one or two one or two I think it was one day probably one day and then so we did we did like one full album track there and then we did a couple uh just uh b-side tracks there but you you forgot the best part is that we got free shoes and we got free shoes we Mm. got free converse it was fun um and so we did that and then uh yeah so jake mostly mixed (laughs) to come back around jake actually uh mixed and uh most of the album and uh, engineered most of the album. The first record. The first record. Right. Uh, and then this second record that we, uh, I think last August, September, we went to Adam Lassus's studio in uh, North Hollywood. He relocated his studio, Red. I think it was in, uh, where was it before? I think he was just working from home. Um, oh, he, had, he had a studio in New Jersey a long, long time ago. Okay. So he moved his studio out to L.A., and uh, we were like the band that christened, they were the rock band that christened his studio. Yeah, it was, like, it was perfect timing, because mm-hmm. I, I was seeing him, he was posting all these things about the construction of the studio, and we were on tour talking about where we want to record, and I was like, I should get in touch with him yeah. and see if we can be the guinea pigs for his first and Adam session. had done some really great records with uh, Helium He uh, back in, in the 90s, and... Uh, he did uh, the Dirt of Luck album with them, and I, that, he was telling us some stories that that was when I, th- um, I think Matador was, mm. were, was a subsidiary of Atlantic, and they had just, he said, oh, we were in the studio for like three months straight. <laughs> like, they were, like they recorded the album over three months and just like had total freedom to yeah. make this album, and that was, I mean, that was a long so time ago. So did you reach out to him? Uh, Jake had a connection with him. He he knew him from a while from a okay. while ago, and uh, he wanted a, he liked our music and was like, "Oh, this is like nineties yeah. rock that he like totally responded to mm-hmm. immediately." He seemed totally perfect. For, totally perfect. And I knew, he, and he responded exactly the way I thought he would. He was like so enthusiastic. Yeah. He's one of the most enthusiastic people I've yeah. ever met in my life. Yeah, yeah he was awesome. <laughs> and it, we we were there for th- how many days? Three days? Two four days. days? Well, we I did a couple two, two days of tracking and then some overdubs. Uh, I think uh, we went back another day but uh, we did everything but uh, vocals and some overdubs so we we got the bed tracks down and um, yeah it was great it was a really really great studio and Adam was awesome to work with and then so and then us trying to figure out what we're doing in this climate to um, release an album we are we're still working on it Uh, we still need to do a lot of uh, Not that much, really. Well, we still need to do vocals for like yeah, for we, virtually. We do almost everything. all the vocals. Uh, so, so these these tunes that were, were released in in July yeah. are going are on this new record. They're on the new record, and Great. those are the ones that we finished and that we wanted to get out to just keep some momentum and being like, hey, we have stuff that's finished, and we are really proud of these songs, and we want to get them out there. So, so are we, are these the ones that are that are being worked on with that with that producer, or was that a, that was the second record? Uh, so this is the second. This is the second record. So this is going to be on the second. These two songs are going to be on the second record, and we uh, we had Alex Newport mix these two. Um, and can't get uh, away from that guy. I know he's, he's, doing he's everywhere. He's doing everything. Yeah, uh, he's he's really really awesome, and he um, uh, was uh, very 
very nice to uh, what, how do I say this? to listen to our suggestions. Very, 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 very patient. Very patient <laughs> with with Jake's meticulous notes of relinquishing uh, mixing control for for this uh, for these two songs, and um, he did an awesome he did an awesome job, and just I, I think he got a vocal sound that um, we hadn't found before, and um, I really. I think we all really, really like yeah. the the way he did he, he did the vocals and uh, everything else too, but vocals especially. We found something new there, and um, Newport. Yeah, he he was awesome. And then um, so yeah, we're trying to figure out what to do with. I mean, I don't know how you release an album these days in this <laughs> in this current TikTok yeah. in this in this place. Well, I've been do- I've done it something a few times since COVID uh, where someone really needed to record a vocal fast and but my my girlfriend's a nurse so i can't really let people in my house <laughs> because it's uh who knows what she's bringing home <laughs> yeah so uh to protect other people i try i did this experiment of recording people singing in their cars in my driveway and i would just run cables out to the driveway huh. <laughs> and it actually works and uh <laughs> i've gotten better at it and uh this last time i did it it's, it's like they got a really cool vocal sound. I was like, "That's crazy, man!" And I, I'm I'm totally open to doing that when it's not like 98 degrees right. at, yeah. at yeah. nine o'clock at night. <laughs> yeah, you could just have the car on with the AC blowing. You know. It actually like I, I said, last time I used a SM7 and, and not to get super technical, but it does. It, you can pretty much you can have the air on with one of those. Then it doesn't pick up a lot of extra stuff. It really doesn't it pick barely up picks much. Up vocal. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Just put the thicker windscreen on it. And <laughs> is, there, is there a preference on the vehicle? Like, I mean, that's really. I mean, we all know SS7. Come on, like, but what yeah, vehicle? Lowest, what? lowest gain microphone. Man, I know. Known the, to man. Like VW's better for like <laughs> less mid range. Musicians Magazine could put out like which which uh, which vehicles are best for vocals and sure. musicians trend Super instead of motor yeah. trend. <laughs> do you guys want to jump into another song and then we can come back and talk about? Uh, the process of recording these these new tunes sure uh i think we're gonna do uh the long con awesome this is the pretty flowers on hawk's return
are, are you doing like a source connect thing or or just he's giving you mixes and you're giving notes and just doing a revision process you, like you mean that? with you mean with alex right yeah uh i think there were, there were he did four passes and, nice, we, and we had extremely meticulous notes. I think Sean's mic. Yeah. Well, is, uh... <laughs> it's okay. Keep talking. Oh, now I can hear you. Check, check. Keep going, Jake. I'm like winded from that, that song. <laughs> My headphones fell off. <laughs> we don't have the stamina we had pre-COVID. <laughs> Nobody does. Speak for yourself. <laughs> um, the will to live is dwindling every day. Uh, I think it just took with Alex. It took a just a few passes to. We I don't think we did a great. We, we I think at first we just wanted to see what he did, like without any guidance really. Mm-hmm. And then we got to like get an idea of his interpretation, and then was it, it kind of was it met. close to your idea, or was it something way off the charts? The first mix was pretty far, pretty far away from what I heard. Mm-hmm. Um, and did you give him? Did you give him references like, uh, you know, premixes that you'd done? Not at first. Yeah. Um, some. I mean, only on the second. I would say draft. the tracks were semi-premixed when we gave it to them. Like, the guitar tones were relatively set, and um, it just took it just took a while to get like sort of the. <laughs> is this about as specific as I can get? Is like the mid-range. Was something <laughs> that I was like specifically. So you were bugging about the mid-range <laughs> a little bit, yeah. Well, so so being an, an engineer and obviously you're, you're hiring somebody, so you, you kind of you entrust in him to be able to mix it properly. How, how does it work for you when you when say you, you have something that you could tell him like this is just what I want changed, but like how do you go about like not encroaching on like oh I'm going to tell you how to do this versus like I got to tell you how to interpret what we're working on what you're trying to portray it was we just we kind of like had a band zoom and talked about it and i i kind of i i went into super specifics about Mm. what i thought and how we could convey our ideas to him and he was so receptive that like you never know how people are going to react to like (laughs) right well also you being an engineer and getting those notes from other people and sometimes you know you feel like, I think we can I say ha- it out loud. <laughs> Sometimes <laughs> things sound stupid. Like when it's like, sure. a, especially if it's like a text. Like, oh, hey, you know, the, I, I don't want to go into specifics on that, but like my favorite, st- my favorite story. Uh, I I worked with this guy David Bianco, who sadly passed away a couple of years ago. But um, he had a story about this guy who r- would write him these really long emails describing. Nothing having to do with music or sound. It was all like it was almost like poetry. But they're mixed notes. And yeah, they were mixed notes. And <laughs> and he, I only remember one of them. He said he wanted it to feel like hovercrafts approaching the coast, and then the transitioning <laughs> from the water up onto the beach of the hovercrafts. And that's what he wanted the mix to sound like. Wow, that sounds amazing. <laughs> I, I'm trying to imagine yeah. like that must be like some effects notes, right? It was a Blink One Eighty Two record. <laughs> this is this is secondhand, so I won't go into specifics. This is somebody else's story, but I heard a bass player, somebody, some producer, one time told him to uh, play it like you're skiing down a slope. Yeah, that makes sense. What? <laughs> well, I guess like be on top of the beat, maybe. There's like a famous yeah. famous video or an uh, audio of. Uh, 
Art Garfunkel trying to explain to an engineer what he was after, I think with the <laughs> reverb on a track or something, and it's, mm-hmm. it is something. <laughs> yeah, putting, note, putting mix notes into uh, into words <laughs> sometimes is hard for uh, non-engineers without the vocabulary. But we, we but it's our job to like to turn that into like a note. I just looked at it like if I got the notes that we had sent him, I would have been happy because they yeah. they were very clear and like as overwhelming as they kind of seemed to <laughs> the rest of the the band. And we were a little nervous about sending the email and being like, it was just like. This is their language. They totally understand this. He, they're they're in this uh, engineer mixing world. These are very detailed notes that I would assume he would really appreciate, and he did. He it was just like oh, totally. I and he would it. like get us a new mix within like a few hours. Yeah, so. yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, with super concise notes, you know, you just take it like a bullet list. Yeah. Like you're not trying to interpret something. Yeah. Cool. By the fourth by the fourth pass, there were only like two notes. So we really narrowed it. Jeez. And there's still only one lingering note, but we let it stop. <laughs> but that gets sent on the, the the last like one or two gets sent on to mastering anyway. So <laughs> somebody else's problem. I uh, I want to come back and talk about um, the Golden Beat sessions. Oh sure. Um, but uh, let's play another tune and then we can come back and chat about that. Sure. We're gonna do a new one that we've written in uh, COVID times. Okay. That we are playing live.
a uh, new song written during uh, these strange times, right? Yeah. Um, we almost know how to play it. <laughs> almost. <laughs> Uh, how how are you guys collaborating on these? Like, so uh, over, uh, I think. Let's see. When did I get a? I, I've been using a Spire Studio to kind of do demos mm-hmm. to Jake's uh, grief. Um, yeah, he, he's <laughs> do, you not, know, do you know what those are? Do you know what those are? It's like a portable studio. That I is have a, no clue. So it, it's it, it's a portable studio that is you that uh, you can plug. Directly into it, you like a Porta Studio. It's a Porta Studio. It has, I mean, it's a very small little pod thing, and it has a a, a, direct, a, a mic on it. Huh. Um, it's made by Isotope. Isotope, and you can make mm. you can do. Are they a sponsor? Socks? It's an. No. <laughs> we have no sponsor, so <laughs> we can talk shit about whatever. <laughs> we prefer you talk shit about. Them. I love <laughs> their plugins. It's, if they I start do. paying, we'll love them. <laughs> it's an eight track. Stu- it's a, it's an eight, it's an eight track digital eight track. Yeah. Um, uh, and you can plug in an external mic you can go through pedals and then plug in directly to the back of the the machine and do eight tracks um is there a visual interface yeah so you use it uh it's it's very colorful there's there's an app on your (laughs) you can use it standalone or there's an app that you can use uh and and you use it with the app and they both work together uh i i like it i I like doing just doing some demos I, i got a a pedal that acts as a uh, a drum machine that is has been very helpful getting away from click track, which is driving me I- insane. Um, and so you can do uh, do all these different tracks. And we so I've been doing tracks and then over recording over the uh, drum tracks. Uh, I went over to Sean's place and recorded uh, live drums with him, and then. Uh, Sam has the capability to record bass. On I have his, garage band. He has garage band, <laughs> and so he does bass, and then we send all the tracks to Jake, and we're still working out how vocals work because there's there's been some issues with some, of, some of the vocal good. tracks. But <laughs> the car, yeah, I, I, I found a good closet that, that works to do. The car would be the car would be infinitely better. <laughs> but so the, so we uh, I did a, a full. Uh, demo of that song and then we kind of just and I sent it to everyone everyone kind of did their own pieces of the song and uh, Jake mixed them and uh, I think this is the third song we've done this way right yeah because so we did uh, we we did uh, a a song that's for a television personalities compilation that's coming out cassette compilation there's a guy named uh Bobby, who is up in Oakland, and he is a huge television personalities fan, DJ guy, and he is—he um, uh, asked some a bunch of bands that he likes to do television personalities covers, and we did a song called King and Country that they that they did, and we kind of did our own take on it that wound up being kind of a uh, ska-ish. It was like it was like Sandinista style, like Sandinista style <laughs> ska-ish, not not third wave. Sure, like, it's not real big fish. Not not like right. third wave. Like <laughs> uh, the Clash was the reference point there. So we did that. We did a lot that, of spring, that. lot of spring reverbs and echoes. Yeah. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then uh, we did that, and then we did. Uh, we were asked to participate in a uh, Clueless soundtrack 25th anniversary. And we did a cover of Smoking Pope's Need You Around. Rad. Which uh, we did kind of, 
I played acoustic on that. And, and you recorded that the same way? That yeah, we did that the same okay. way. And that one turned out really... I mean, they both, both, they both, both of those turned out great. Yeah, they, they've they turned out really cool. Really, Bucket Beach is the only one that's had, has, it's gonna, has it's, had more it, Bucket Beach is going to be great. It's just the, the vocals... Uh, so been, is that like the limitation of it, just plugging in a vocal mic to it or... Of the Spire? Yeah. So, because it sounds like, I mean, how it's, I guess, describing right now, it sounds a, like, a, it's designed, like a miracle box. It's, it's pretty, it's pretty <laughs> it's amazing. Clean your carpets too. Or three hundred bucks. It's designed as like a for a songwriters to just get ideas down and then mm-hmm. multi-track. I think Phoebe Bridgers is a big proponent. The of, problem of, with so. Noah's in particular <laughs> is that the in, the internal the internal mic is this insane omni mic that like picks up. Like the, it could probably pick up the freeway from inside this room. It is so sensitive, wow. and recording vocals with it is not great. But um, there is an external microphone in. Yes. Yes, but I don't. Ha- I didn't. I don't own gotcha. a, a mic until. <laughs> why are you, Why are you going to buy a microphone when you already spent three hundred dollars on the thing that does everything? The problem is, I let him borrow this microphone. I was like, please use this microphone to do vocals, and it's supposed to uh, disable disable the internal microphone when you plug it in uh, and it was not and so it was this incredible phase nightmare oh my god <laughs> so I, I call it a two, cool so, slapback <laughs> so i did two, i did two takes because it i i i thought i had it in the wrong uh input originally except it just the function where it's supposed to disable it was not working mm. so i did two takes where i didn't test the fucking <laughs> mic just to make sure that it was not on and of course, when I went the third time, I was like, oh, it's on, and it's just not disabling. So um, I believe my words when I first heard it were, what in God's <laughs> name is happening here? And, and then when I high. used the, the mic on the Spire, I chose to, uh, I, I thought that it would be a good room to use it but, uh, in my shower. So I, I have a stand-up shower, and so I put it on a stool, the spire on a stool in the shower, and sang into it in the shower. And yeah, you it, see it, it was, on TV, but yeah. it, uh, and it was it, it was Jake's what did brain you say? melted. It, it, sound, like, I, it sounded like he was recording his vocal in an empty silo. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I've seen like that setting jacket. on uh, lexicon machines. Yes, <laughs> I think the thing is, like, it probably would have been okay if he was not using. The most sensitive <laughs> Omni mic ever made. <laughs> yeah. Well, this is going to get real nerdy, but can't you just do it like four or five times and then just like slightly put them out of phase and then there you go. <laughs> I suppose. <laughs> Back in phase. Yeah. I suppose. That's a debate for another day. That's one of those things where you're like, I can EQ this out and you just. And you spend you, like you, three hours. Yeah, and then you, you end up eat. cutting every frequency and you're like, there's no sound left. Right. It only That only works when you have. When you have two hours to do a three-hour job. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, I did want to talk about Golden Beat. Oh, sure. Where where was that record recorded? At Golden Beat Studios. <laughs> it, right, it, I figured. It, so uh, Golden Beat so, Studios is in, uh, it's at ABC Rehearsal Studios in Glen, is it right. Glendale? Glassell Park. Uh, right. Glassell Park. Glassell Park. Nice. So, uh, yeah, I used to live like right around the corner. So was it just a rehearsal space turned studio? Yeah. Basically, yeah. Nice. He has shows there. We played, we played two shows there. We played one show, and then he was like, "Hey, you guys want some like a free day in the studio? You guys are sick." Dang. <laughs> so you didn't knock all that out in a day. We, we did, did. Yeah. pretty close. The, we the didn't get all the bass. vocals in one day, but we got all the tracks. So are you tracking together on yeah. the, on that yeah. record? Yeah. yeah. Nice. As opposed to the the other recordings are are done piecemeal. For the most part. For the most part, I mean, uh, we did a lot of live um, 
most of the basics in, in this band have been live. Yeah. So no cl- no click. No. Yeah. Now me and Sean used to usually knock out the yeah. rhythm section together. But nice. actually, on the Golden Beat stuff, we kept a lot of the like what we're that's going to be stra- scratch guitar. It was meant to be raw and kind of yeah. loose yeah. and uh, it, quick. It feels that way. It feels like honest. It's super honest. Oh, thank you. Yeah, and considering it, that it's all covers, like that's kind of difficult to do sometimes. Yeah, it was uh, when Andrew, um, who works at the studio, asked us to do it. So um, it, he, uh, we had played a show there, and it was a lot of fun. It was just a big, sweaty <laughs> studio with. 25 people packed in there like about this size right it's smaller i yeah. mean smaller. Uh, yeah Crazy. I mean, no, it was there, last there would be, no piano would be able to fit it was right. last week <laughs> and then everyone ended up in the hospital it's not it's not covid friendly <laughs> i'm joking uh um and so he asked us to to for to come in for a day and we sean was very new to the band at that point i think he'd only played two or like three shows with us four, five, four, four. and um a few. we kind of just wanted we didn't have we had just put out the Y Trains Crash record, and we didn't have new songs really, and we wanted to take advantage of the opportunity to record there. Mm-hmm. And we had we had always played a bunch of covers, and we actually forgot about. There was a couple covers that we <laughs> did live that we just forgot about because we did so many of them. <laughs> like there, we did a, a cover of uh, of Tom Petty's um, "Deliver Me," mm-hmm. which is from. Uh, Something after dark. What is that record? Uh, from that record, Petty After Dark. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it, and it's it's a great song. And we uh, we forgot about that one. We would have recorded it if we we could. But we uh, just came up with kind of a new batch of tracks to record, and we Noah sent us this list of the most eclectic and strange. Like some of those we had not played. We had not played most like, of them. Like most what? Of them. We had not played Phoebe Bridgers the wipers. at all. Split ends. Split ends we had not played. The wipers one. Oh, yeah, the wipers. Wipers we had not played. <laughs> what about uh, the Zevon tune? We, at the time, I don't know if we had. I don't know if we had at the time, so. but we, we that, well, that one was definitely incorporated into the live set after Golden Beat. Yeah, that yeah. was the one we played the most regularly. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that's such an amazing song. Oh, my God. <laughs> Zevon was so amazing. Yeah. yeah just... His live records are just incredible. Mm-hmm. That Jump in the Fire yeah. record is just so good. And the, I think there's a live version of, I think it's Excitable Boy that is on YouTube from, I, I believe it's the same like Roxy show that the Jump in the Fire was it's, recorded at. Yeah. And those, it's just those so amazing. And there was a small contingent who were super excited about that cover. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm, uh. I'm included in that. <laughs> Oh, you mean in the band? <laughs> no, 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 it, in our audience. Oh. Like, some people, yeah. yeah. You know, everyone who's we, into him is really into him. Yeah. <laughs> We've heard people yell the song title yeah. at shows. <laughs> Lord, goes the money! <laughs> Dads are real stoked on Warren's evil. <laughs> there's, there's a big crossover. <laughs> if, if we could just get Letterman to a show, he, he's I like know. the biggest Zevon fan. Um, yeah, I love so my that, drums. We, we did those songs, and uh, it was recorded pretty quickly. We only did... Uh, CDs and digital of that. Oh no, we did cassettes. Uh, yeah. Dirt Cult actually released it, released the cassettes of that, and um, yeah, it was a it was a lot of fun. So uh, you said you did that in front of like twenty five people? No, no, I'm or, just saying. Oh, so the, the, oh the, just people were working. No, I'm. Uh, I was saying that the they do shows there, oh. and so we played a show there, and that's when uh, when Andrew asked us to play uh, or asked us to record. Uh, at some later date, mm-hmm. but there was like 20 people crammed for the sh- when they have shows. Ah. 
people are crammed in there. Now that sounds like a nightmare, though. Yeah. <laughs> like 25 people in the tracking room yeah. while, you're tra- while you're tracking a record? I was about to say, that, that sounded... <laughs> How does that work? Yeah. <laughs> There's less expensive equipment. But there was a, uh, I mean, there was a, I was shocked at, I thought there's going to be a ton of bleed. Like, because we had our amps pretty loud. And we were all, the amps were in the room, the drums were all in one room. And it ended up sounding really cool. Were they baffled or anything? Or? Nope. <laughs> really? <laughs> no. We were baffled. Did you hear the raw tracks or did they just come across as no bleed after the fact? No, no, I heard it. I was, I like wow. soloed up the drums. I was like, holy moly. It's like. Because the amps were facing us, so they were facing away from the drums, but still, mm-hmm. like they were pretty loud. Yeah. Um, so I was, I was really. Impressed yeah, that, that seems I, to be a l- big issue with, like, with at least how Tristan and I seem to have done most of this stuff in our other job. Sure. Uh, I mean, we've done a lot of these sessions with a drummer in that in the tracking room right there, like right underneath the cloud there, um, and you know, it's always it's always an issue. We yeah. have even with baffles even with plexiglass like i don't know it, yeah it's just a you know the the vocal just becomes a drum room mic in yeah in my pace, basement in pasadena it did not work right. i we had to go direct with the guitar concrete stuff. basement um the ceiling was wood mm-hmm. it, i mean it, it was just a low ceiling and it, it just did not work it was there was so much bleed it yeah. was crazy <laughs> Understood. Low ceiling or high floors, one of the two. Yeah, <laughs> sure. um, but I really did like doing vocals at uh, at Golden Beat. I, I felt like it was just a nice, comfortable environment, and it was it was it was good. It was, it was I've nice been place. in a couple of those rooms, and I rem- I remember them not being um, air conditioned. There was air conditioning, but you had to turn it off because it's super loud. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's I like a, it's on a timer, like those bathroom lights. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I never, I never rented one, but I had, I had friends that did, and I, I don't know. Is it like the same company? They have one in Van Nuys too. Is that the same? I don't do know. They, like, I, is that the is, same company? I believe there is another ABC somewhere, but I'm not sure. Is it just named the same? No, I think it's the same company. Oh, okay. I've been uh, to one of Van Nuys. They have super high ceilings, which is nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, like really high. Yeah. That's where the bleed went. <laughs> uh do you guys want to play another tune and then we'll uh we'll say goodbyes uh after sure. that yeah but uh what's For the sure. next tune uh the next tune is uh deceptionist which is the last track off of why trains crash awesome this is the pretty flowers on ox return
pretty flowers on Ox Return. Uh, thank you guys so much for coming by, playing tunes, and talking with us. We thank really you. appreciate it. Where can uh, we find you on social media? Uh, we are, let's see, we're on Instagram at the underscore pretty underscore flowers. <laughs> Just Google the pretty Just flowers Google the pretty band. Flowers. Or you can go to the prettyflowers.net. I think everything is there. Just, we, cool. Just know that we're not, Just, we're not florists, yeah. which I'm sure the pretty flowers. <laughs> no, you want to Google the we're, pretty we're, flowers we're, band. We're on all the social medias. So you have album coming up soon yeah. no date or any, no date or anything but uh we're still yeah. figuring out i see that i could obtain some coffee through you guys oh, what's that the coffee about thing. so yeah sean is responsible for that one he's in a running club called mckellar no actually oh. is, is this on yeah um so an editor friend of mine i work in oh. television uh he roasts beans in his backyard and um dang yeah in 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 glendale and because of COVID, it, you know, we thought it would some, be kind of interesting to do a cool new band merch thing. Both Sean and I are and big coffee lovers. And yeah. Sam, too, I think. Yeah. Jake is not a big coffee it. guy, but we, we were really excited to do this. And our friend Sasha Lubkoff did the uh, design of the, the, the label there, which was cool. And we, yeah, we gave him, like, we want floral tasting notes, you know, just kind of cheeky, pretty flowers, mm-hmm. floral chocolatey notes. And... Uh, yeah, it came out great. We're excited. It's, yeah. it's available now. It's available now. And nice. support indie coffee roasters. <laughs> awesome. Who's, well, who, who is the roaster? Bef- uh, it's called Tropico Roast. Tropico. Very cool. Yeah, they're out of Glendale. Awesome. awesome. Well, they could go get the coffee there. If you, you want get a find, record, yep. pick up a record. Pick up a record sometimes. <laughs> well, it's just his house, but, okay. you, but you can order it online. And yeah, we it, ship them. It's shipped, roasted, I think, usually like the same day and shipped. And he, he's great. He's, he's and there's a QRC code on the on the bag, so you can get the song as well. Yeah, awesome. So wait, you get the song when you buy the coffee? Uh, it's just a it's it's just a uh, a code to Spotify to Spotify. Gotcha. So that's, yes, you can. Cool. <laughs> cool. So this has been Ox Return. Uh, you know, if if you want to find us, we're on Spotify, Apple Apple Music, we're. Uh, and oxreturn.com if you find us on instagram oxreturn aux underscore rtn on facebook at oxreturn we'll see you next time thank you thanks a bunch guys thank you thank you